Hey, this is Wednesday 13, and you're listening to Iron City Rocks. What's up, y'all? This is Lee with Pop Evil, and you're listening to Iron City Rocks! episode 509 of the Iron City Rocks podcast. I'm your host, John, coming to you from the Iron City of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, bringing you the best rock, hard rock, heavy metal, and blues talk on the net. Episode 509, we welcome back to Iron City Rocks, Mr. Chip Dominic of Chip and the Charge-Ups. The band, uh, not all that long ago, released an album called What Happened to the Boy Next Door. As is evident by our readers, listeners poll at the end of last year, uh, many of you are already familiar with this. The song Paying Back the Devil was voted Song of the Year. They were also voted Best Rock Band and Best Alternative Band. So I think uh, their music has resonated with our listeners. Happy to have a chance to get to talk to Chip again, one of the hardest working men in the Pittsburgh music scene. Tireless, tireless effort he puts in. So we're going to play you a song now called Melina Made Us Change the Name of the Song to Fit the Pop Punk Community long name we'll talk about why in just a few minutes enjoy This rust eraser These old khakis held up well I'll bake her a batch of cookies And the my best when I ring her bell Yeah, I got a new neighbor Cleanliness might swear her I really need to make her mine I wanna be the boy next door To the girl To be something she can ignore I wanna be the boy next door To the girl next door She'll tell me and clean up nicely And I'm the one that she adores I'm the boy next door I 
something she can ignore I wanna be the boy next door To the girl next door She'll tell me to clean up nicely And I'm the one that she adores I wanna be the boy next door To the girl next door If I get my act together To be something she can ignore I wanna be the boy next door gentlemen my pleasure to welcome back to iron city rocks the rock band of the year the song of the year we have chip from the chip and the charge-ups how you doing chip i'm doing great john how are you i am doing fantastic it is a pleasure to get a chance to speak to you again um you guys have really been driving some momentum with your relate rate try that again your latest release what happened to the boy next door hearing it on terrestrial radio which is almost unheard of unless it's sunday night you guys have broken into rotation um you know a full-on blitz on this record uh, to rival any national band um can you talk a little bit about this album i I noticed when i listened to it it's a little bit different from previous charge-up albums and and especially the stuff you did when under chip daimonic I noticed some different, you know, vocal tendencies and things like that. But can you talk a little bit about the direction of this particular set of songs? Sure. And uh, you know, what people seem to notice right away about our songs is that uh, our new songs uh, are that they kind of seamlessly combine pop punk with like heavy rock or, or mm-hmm. metal, mm-hmm. and um, that's kind of that's kind of the character that these these songs took and it it was kind of accidental actually um we started with uh a a set of like 26 demos and one night um melina nolan and myself sat down and we had a listening party we just went through these 26 demos we took notes we did some numerical ratings and so forth and then we ended up picking um, seven songs that really stood out to us. Like mm-hmm. we all were rated them highly and thought they they were good songs. And what was interesting about them is that they all seemed to have that characteristic. Like you know, we had a lot of variety. We had some pure alternative songs. We mm-hmm. had ballads and so forth. But kind of like magically, we found ourselves revolving and and making an orbit around the songs that had this particular characteristic to them. So, um, you know, we just started working on those songs and, and uh, we demoed them again. Um, and we ended up narrowing those seven down to six. And, you know, they just, they just seemed to have that, that sound. And, it, you know, I, I kind of contribute uh, or attribute it to the chemistry that mm. we have. We, we went from a four-piece band to a three-piece band band brought nolan in on drums and you know we it just we we just have this vibe about us where we get along so well personally and the music just just kind of followed and uh i think that the common thread through all of us is pop punk but we each one of us brings additional influences in and i think each one of those can kind of rear its head at various points throughout the, the the album, and and somehow we just came up with a 
cohesive sound without really trying to do that. Do you guys write collectively, or do, do each of you kind of go away and plant the seeds for these and, and you know, kind of bring saplings, so to speak, back to the group? Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I think it's an evolving thing. Um, you know, the, the way it was at the beginning uh, was that I would write the songs and just kind of bring in that demo or that germ of an idea, and then we would build it together from there. But uh, as we've uh, kind of matured as a group and, and leveraged our chemistry, um, you know, we've been doing a lot of that, hey, let's just jam together and see what happens. Mm-hmm. And one of the songs on the album, uh, Married in White, Buried in Black, was was written that way, where it was just kind of like, hey, let's, you know, let, I got an idea, let's, you know, let's Run jam it. it. It's a 12-second idea, and then before you know it, it's a three-and-a-half-minute song that we're all all pretty stoked about. So it's an evolving uh, evolving process, and it's pretty exciting to think about where it might go. When, when you guys did your listening party, um, a couple of things come to mind. Like Sometimes you, you hear songwriters that kind of always think the last thing they did is the best, and some of this, you know, with with you guys writing collectively, individually. Were there a lot of ones where, you know, maybe they picked a song that you didn't or you were really into a song and had to kind of lobby for it? Was there that kind of, um, you know, politicking, for lack of a better term, went on? Uh, Yeah, there there actually was. And and more so than um, me kind of, trying to justify a song or whatever you know i have so much respect for my bandmates and i Mm -hmm. think each one of my bandmates has has the same level of respect for each other where is if if something wasn't hitting right for someone uh, i think you know we all kind of respect that and say Mm -hmm. okay well that's not hitting hitting well for you maybe it isn't the best because you know honestly i mean with with 26 songs we we could have done I don't know what would that make a double album, maybe even a triple album. Like uh, a dream theater you know, record. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, in in length, definitely not yeah. in track. To mesh them um, together, you, you would but, have opuses. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um, you know, we we could have had a huge album, but really, what the focus was is we wanted to put our best foot full forward, have an all killer, no filler type of album. Um, so I think that was that was a key to be able to respect a, a band member's opinion where where something just wasn't feeling as good as something else for example you know i love writing ballads mm-hmm. and there were i don't know four or five ballads among those those 26 songs and you know it, it just wasn't resonating uh those those just weren't resonating with one or two of the other members of the band so we chose you know, let's not let's not focus on something that would have to work hard on. Let's focus on our strengths and put our put our best foot forward. So that's an example of how something that I brought to the table and yeah. that I felt strongly about um, kind of didn't make it to the the record because it didn't have that consensus behind it. Yeah, I think you, you you bring up two interesting things. One is the buy-in from everybody in the band, which I think obviously lends to a better performance. You know, when you're inspired by a song, and the other is that you you 
have your daughter on bass, and we've talked to Molina in the past, a, a very gifted musician with and without the charge-ups. But the, the situation for Nolan, did, did you guys give him like a little extra, like a, a one-and-a-half vote because, he's, you know, he's not... Uh, got the dynamic and you guys probably at this point have you know i know parents kids kind of an esp six sense about each other does he have you know some some things where you know in his head you know he maybe thinks a little bit different than the two of you does that happen much um i i would say uh possibly you know i mean there are some things that melina and i are connected on and then there are some things that Melina and Nolan connect on um, separately from me because they are so close in age as well. So I, I wouldn't, you know, I would, I definitely would not say, you know, there's like a um, two, two and one situation mm-hmm. with, you know, me and Melina on one side and him on the other. You know, I think, I think there's collectively as a, as a trio, we're, kind of united but i think that there's there's plenty of times when two of us will hear something or feel something that it, that another member doesn't at first and mm-hmm. it's not all, always the same people uh that are connecting like that either sure you brought up something very interesting there and i've seen this happen with with several bands where you're bringing in somebody in a, in a very different age bracket and for you as a musician, you've been doing this a long time, much longer than Iron City Rocks has been around. Um, you've been making great music, but to play with people in that age, regardless of them being family members, friends, does that, I think, kind of help you as a songwriter kind of stay a little more in tune with, you know, maybe what an audience that isn't 45 to 55 want to hear? I definitely think so, and you know, I I also think that in terms of um, band member ages, I I connect better with Melina and Nolan um, than I had people who were closer to my age mm-hmm. um, that are former members. Um, you know, there were there have been times in. Uh, in the evolution of Chip and the Charge Ups when we've had other members where, you know, I, I felt that, that there was a mismatch where mm-hmm. maybe someone was was too influenced by stuff that they grew up with and I was trying to pull things into, you know, an influence from a, a present-day musician. So I actually feel more comfortable um, and more aligned with Melina and Nolan's taste um, than I ever have throughout the the history of chipping the charge up. Mm-hmm. And I've noticed that about you, just from a, on a personal level, that you've always seemed to be interested in bands that are maybe newer than your contemporaries. You know, as well as mm-hmm. the classics. You know, I'm not discounting that, but you know, I think mm-hmm. that helps. You know, in, in a sense, you've got that that ingredient in in the you know the soup that is your music that i think helps helps it appeal you know it's not just a regurgitation of classic rock or 80s metal 90s grunge this has got flavors and and you mentioned that earlier where you've got some metal in this and it certainly does have a metal to it that 
you know, maybe you don't hear in pop punk, but you've got that in your repertoire as in addition to, you know, some of these characteristics of the more modern punk pop bands. So I think it makes for Mm -hmm. a pretty unique, unique outcome. Um, Question for you. Obviously, Paying Back the Devil has, I think, paid off quite well for the band, um, so to speak. But of the tracks, did you have a personal favorite on here that you, you said, boy, that's the one I like? Oh, wow. Um, I, I don't think that I necessarily had a favorite. I know that when one of the things that we spent actually a couple weeks discussing was which order mm-hmm. should we uh, have the tracks on in this uh, for this album. And uh, the second track, which is called Melina Made Us Change the Name of This Song to Fit In with the Pop Punk Community, and yes, for your listeners, that is the name of the song. Um, you know, I was, I was kind of feeling like, hmm, should this, should this be first? Um, or, or not, because I, that was one I felt like was a good opening track. Um, actually the, the Iron City Rocks award that you mentioned mm-hmm. earlier had kind of influenced, uh, the order of the songs because, you know, um, people, people voted that, um, the, the best song in the, the most recently completed Iron City Rocks Pittsburgh Music Awards. And, and one of the reasons that I think that the Iron City Rocks awards are so important to us is because they're fan voted, a hundred percent fan voted. Mm-hmm. It's not like Iron City Rocks is coming out and saying, "Here are three nominees, vote for one of these only three, or sure. you're you know unilaterally picking them." It's a fan voted um, awards program. So mm-hmm. I, you know, to me that is that's awesome. And, oh, thank you. Um, also, because I think that that Iron City Rocks, because it's a music podcast, it's been been around a long time, usually features national artists, you know, your audience is one of music connoisseurs, people that, mm. you know, know a lot about music. Music's very important to them. So when your listeners and our fans voted Paying Back the Devil the number one song, it was almost like that opening track was paying back the devils to lose like it would be hard to bump that because it's had that validation um it's had the votes it's been it's almost been like proven to the fans that this is a good song so it was like uh, should we put you know should we put melina made us first or paying back the devil first and ultimately paying back the devil won that top spot and having having the fans behind it and the fans back it uh, had a lot to do with that decision. Well, that's awesome to hear. I mean, yeah, we, when, when we started out doing these awards, you know, every publication had, you know, here's our top ten, here's whatever. So, you know, we the, you know, the idea was, what is my opinion or what is our staff's opinion any more important than anyone else's? You know, just because mm-hmm. I'm doing the talking and someone else is doing the listening doesn't mean that I know anything more than they do. Or you know the song doesn't speak to me, um, doesn't mean it doesn't speak to you. So you know mm-hmm. we've for a very long time. I mean, freely admit that sometimes the first time I hear some of these songs is after they're nominated. You know, and we're like, okay, what is that song? Mm-hmm. I got to go look it up, find you know a Spotify link or a search you know 
back to the days of almost MySpace to find some of these songs that get nominated <laughs> just to hear them. And then, you know, but do, I do not vote. And no one in our, our, our collective votes for that reason because you don't want it to turn into, you know, a Rolling Stones kind of, we're going to dictate to you, look down our nose, tell you what you should listen to. So I appreciate hearing mm-hmm. that. Um, <laughs> It's interesting because going through this album, I have to say, Melina Made Us was probably the song I would have picked for the best song. You know, so it tells you what I know. You know, 10 Million Monkeys Can't Be Wrong, but I was. Uh, what What was the original name of the song, or was that, or was there ever a name beyond Melina Made Us Change it to fit the pop punk community? <laughs> yeah, the, um, the, name I had for the song when I had demoed it was I want to be the boy next door mm-hmm. and um, like I I like that title because I'm a Ramones fan and sure. they have songs like I, I want to be your boyfriend and I want to be sedated I thought mm-hmm. oh cool man this you know has a Ramones vibe to it if we give it this uh, this title mm-hmm. and then Molino literally <laughs> did not like did not like that title and she's like no we can't call it that that makes it sound old um and so we kind of had a discussion and nolan um nolan is really deep into all of pop punk from Mm -hmm. the early 2000s to present day he likes he likes some really um obscure pop punk as well Mm -hmm. and he he has an affinity for the, that little trend in pop punk where bands will give their their songs oddball names. Yeah. Um, I think Fall Out Boy has a song called Our Lawyer Made Us Change the Name of the Song So We Don't Get Sued. I think another pop punk band he talks about says uh, uh, says something. Uh, the, the song title is something by Michelle Branch. Mm-hmm. And Michelle Branch has nothing to do with the song. and So that's kind of like a trend. So he is the one that started the oh Melina made us change the name of the song and then you know we kind of just start joking around joking around until the song title became Melina made us change the name of the song to fit in with the pop punk community so that that's kind of how that evolved but yes it did have an original title which is uh apparently long and long gone and buried by now long gone but not as long as the title is now which gets truncated (laughs) in most of your streaming services but it's interesting uh you, you you've you know, we're talking about music that has is you know a much more modern flair to it. But when you talk about sequencing, that's always a a topic that you do. You kind of think back to the '70s in a way because the sequencing, you know, at that point and even into the '80s was such an art. You know, just had a discussion mm-hmm. earlier this week with somebody about the sequencing of, of you know kind of a landmark record, and and it's it's so important because you know. And maybe not so much in the singles world, you know, in, in the Spotify's and the you know jump around a playlist kind of thing. But you know, when you're when you're sitting down to digest a record, you know, I want to hear it in the order that you want me to hear it. And mm-hmm. and there's a reason. I'm the same you, way. Yeah. You know, you you put in the thought, the time to that, and that's you know by hook or crook. And I think one of the things that I, I'm so thankful for the resurgence of vinyl is that it, it brings back that that concept. You know, maybe not as much. Mm-hmm. You just, we're not, you know, 
you know tethered or turntables but I, I love that aspect of it so for all those out there listen one to six not six to three to two to five do it do it in the order the nothing I hate worse than shuffle mode well chip I, I want to thank you um, the chargeups.com your website I, most of your social medias are the chargeups and I know there there's a link on your home page for all of those I know you guys have got some great shows um, any any signs of the next batch of songs? I know you guys have put out uh, you know several releases already, and what seems like a pretty short period of time. Of course, the pandemic made everything seem shorter. But um, <laughs> any chance some of the other twenty odd songs will see the light of day in the near well, future? Well, what we've been doing with those is we have a uh, a Patreon uh, program, okay. uh, basically a fan club on the patreon.com website mm-hmm. and our members of that have have gotten to hear hear demos of all of those all of those songs that we picked from um we uh we now have posted or we post one every month and they, they've heard all of them uh by now so that's one thing that that we're doing uh with them um honestly there's a lot of what we feel are good songs Mm -hmm. um so whenever we get around to the next album um we're going to go back through the songs that didn't get picked um maybe there's just tweaks to them maybe we just need to come up with a better verse Mm -hmm. or you know try something in a different key um so yeah those songs could very well pop up uh, on later chip and the charge ups uh releases they just may need to ripen on the vine a bit uh but uh i wouldn't be surprised if uh if some of those do trickle out into uh into the world i know earlier when i said there were there were seven songs that we picked narrowed it down to six one of the reasons was that seventh song just didn't fit into the flow you know talking about listening through Mm -hmm. an album as a complete work that seventh song didn't fit into a flow but it was still good enough for us to pick so that could very well be a single in the not you know not too distant future after we uh you know progress through promoting the songs on this album um so just because it didn't fit doesn't mean it's not a good song and we're not proud of it so that that could be one that pops up sooner than the others awesome well chip i want to thank you so much i wish you guys all the best and have a great one and we'll check out see you guys in some of your many live shows this summer man thank you sounds great john thank you so much
Happened to the Boy Next Door is available now. You can check that out. We'll have links for that on our website. Also, the band will be doing a show with Liliac uh, at Jurgles. If you want to get tickets, those are available on their website, thechargeups.com. If you go to the store, uh, tickets to that show. The show is July 13th at Jurgles. Uh, they'll be opening the show. That is an over 21 show. So if you uh, want to get tickets, make sure you're over 21. They're uh, great if you're able to buy them from the band themselves. Uh, that helps them out tremendously and invite you to, to pick that up and, and spend some money on the merch. It's great for uh, for bands when you can buy a disc or join their Patreon or, or whatever local bands are doing. We appreciate it. They appreciate it more than you realize when you pick up that merch. So I want to thank Chip. Uh, for joining us on the show. We invite you to check our website, ironcityrocks.com. All of our social medias are Iron City Rocks. And our email is ironcityrocks at gmail.com. Let us know what you think. Bands you want us to check out. Bands you're tired of us checking out. Let us know. We appreciate any and all feedback. And until next time, thank you for listening. <laughs>